he wouldn't like a place where children aren't allowed. Just don't let him hope you'll come back, Hallie said. That would be the cruelest thing of all. At least she had a job. Mr. McReynolds had found her a place with Quentin and Estelle Rayford, a couple from the East. A few years ago, they had bought the largest farm in the county and had been adding small farms to it as mortgages were foreclosed. The price of wheat had fallen steeply since the hungry demands of the Kaiser's War. Most wheat farmers had bought more land and machinery on credit. Now many of them had been ruined along with the banks that held their mortgages. Daddy had been an officer and shareholder in a bank that failed two years ago. Pally wondered if the disaster, coupled with Felicity's bitterness, had brought on the cancer. At any rate, Mrs. McReynolds had telephoned the Rayfords about Jackie, and they had consented to let him stay with Hallie, so long as she kept him under control. Mr. McReynolds had driven them out the night before and slipped an extra ten-dollar bill in with her pay. "'You'll need it, with the little fella,' he said. "'But Mrs. McReynolds already gave me five dollars.' He grinned. "'Did she?' Good for her. The Rayfords are out this evening. They said for you to go up to your room on the second story and have breakfast ready at uh, 7.30. 7.30? Allie had never heard of anyone sleeping so late. But she could use some extra time to get used to a strange kitchen, and she would fix them a breakfast that would make them glad they let her bring Jackie. Poor little guy. How bewildered and scared he must feel with his father dead and his mother disappearing. He and Hallie scarcely knew each other, but he had clung to her last night when she tucked him in. You... you won't go away, Hallie? No, sweetie. She gave him a fierce hug. We'll be together till you grow up. I promise. You won't get sick like Mama? Or die like Daddy? Gracious, I hope not. Now you cuddle up to Lammy, and I'll be right beside you in a minute. Looking very small in the big four-poster bed, he hugged the faded, raggedy, terrycloth lamb. He was asleep, tears dried on his cheeks while Hallie finished getting ready for bed. How lucky to be at a farmhouse with a bathroom and electric lights. Plenty of houses in town didn't have indoor plumbing, though the McReynoldses did. Now, in the first golden morning light, Hallie propped her pillow against Jackie's back, hoping he would sleep till breakfast was over and she could devote some time to him. Hallie's thick black hair was depressingly, defiantly straight, and she braided and coiled it on top of her head. She had bangs, and when there was time, she liked to curl them with her curling iron so they fluffed over a forehead that she considered too high, and softened a rather long face. She had no way to heat the iron in this room, but the Rayfords would scarcely mind what she looked like if she cooked to their taste and kept the house pretty. Hallie tied on her apron and hurried downstairs. Not that there was any hurry, except in herself. It was only six o'clock. She could start the laundry, though, churn butter, and set the bread to rising. When the washing machine was chugging away on the long-screened back porch, she set the table, laying her place near the door so she could speed to the kitchen for coffee or food. Then she set out enough cream for breakfast and biscuits before pouring the rest into the glass churn. As she cranked the handle, the paddles went around, swishing the cream at first, then turning more slowly till her shoulder began to ache and she changed to her other hand. Specks of pale gold began to form and clot together. When a mass of butter formed, Tally poured the buttermilk into jars. Her mouth watered as she thought how good it would taste with a dash of salt and pepper. 
Putting the butter in a stoneware crock, she worked it with a wooden paddle, carefully pressing out all the liquid till the butter was a firm, fresh-smelling mound. She scooped some into a cut-glass bowl for breakfast, glanced at the clock, and put the coffee to perk on the kerosene stove. What a blessing that would be! Fire on and off as needed without burning on the way a wood or coal stove did to make a kitchen a place of summer torment. She mixed biscuits rich with fresh cream, popped them in the oven, and sliced ham thin in a big skillet. If she hurried, there would be time to cut some fresh tiger lilies for the table. The morning air was bright as the meadowlark's song. She felt sorry for anyone who was missing this finest part of the day. One could even say the only pleasant part in late June. The sun's heat increased as it rose. Farmers had already been in the fields for hours. She was arranging the flowers in a blue and white pitcher when a deep male voice made her jump. You must be Miss Hallie Meredith. Yes, sir. The man with tawny eyes and crisp gray hair gave the impression of filling the doorway.